When you give yourself this space on an ongoing basis, this no agenda space, and specifically it has to be no agenda space, you let things like emotions, thoughts, and feelings surface rather than be swept under the rug. Think about it. If every single thing you do in your day has an agenda and in the morning at work, you hand in something to your boss and you feel embarrassed because it wasn't good quality or you get negative feedback. If the rest of your day is then bombarded with agenda driven tasks till the moment you go to sleep and then the moment you wake up the next day, again, agenda driven tasks all day, you are going to be constantly distracted and not have time and space to process that embarrassment. Welcome to The Balance Theory, a podcast aimed at arming you with tools and tips so that you are well equipped to not only identify and define, but own your own definition of balance. I'm your host, Erica, and thank you for joining me today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Balance Theory podcast. If you're new around here, Every first Monday of the month, we do what's called a Monday Muse, which is basically not a guest interview episode, but a solo episode from yours truly, where I talk about something that I think is relevant to all of our collective balance and something we can all potentially work on or workshop together. So I really like to make these quite practical so that you can walk away and take actionables directly after listening to this episode. So this week's episode is inspired by something I personally struggle with, something I've personally been struggling with a little bit now more recently, and that is getting comfortable with doing nothing. In fact, I know a lot of you struggle with this because a lot of you listening are A-type personalities like me. We've spoken a lot over Instagram. You've written reviews and sent me through comments. So I know that there's definitely a lot of you out there that will probably resonate with this as well. And what I'm talking about is that guilt that comes when you take time to yourself or to do nothing, basically. And so today I wanna to do a little bit of a deep dive into the realm of self-care, but really start to get us thinking about self-care, not as always this intentional thing, I'm going to the gym for my self-care, I'm seeing my girlfriends as self-care, but more to start thinking about where we can actually leave pockets of time to do nothing. So really just evoking that childlike curiosity that a lot of us lose as we become adults, and to really explore what I think is an invaluable addition to all of our balance. But before I share my thoughts on this, I do want to share a very exciting personal update. It's been in the work for a couple of months now. I haven't actually dropped any teasers or put anything on socials. So you listening to this are hearing it for the very first time, but I am moving overseas. So at the end of 2021, my partner and I decided that we wanted to really start traveling a bit more. We both have online businesses that can support us. And so we thought if we can work from anywhere, why don't we move somewhere where it's quite central to a lot of the places we wanna travel to. So I'm actually moving to Dubai in the next month, which is such a central little place to go to Europe, parts of Asia, of course, the Middle East and everything in between. Have a little bit of a different life experience. I've always really, really wanted to live overseas. So I have officially finished up my role as a corporate lawyer, which I'm sure a lot of you won't be surprised in me saying I'm a little bit excited about. I No shade to lawyers. It's an incredible profession, something that's very challenging. I learned so much, but my heart really is in this podcasting space. It's in self-development and encouraging other people to really take control of their own lives as well of as well as of course all the work I do through ESFit which is my e-commerce business that I co-founded with my best friend. So that's where you'll find me. That's what I'll be working on the next couple of months. So you can expect yes, definitely a lot more content, a lot more goodies. I'm in the brainstorm phase now that I've actually got a bit of 
mental space. We've just moved out. So now's the time for me to start brainstorming. So in saying that, now's also an opportune moment. If any of you have been really wishing I was doing something more or less or different or just have any suggestions of where you think I should take the podcast or, you know, a lot of you would know I did my goal setting workshop at the start of the year. If you want to see more courses like that or more eBooks or just resources in general, now is the perfect time to reach out. Don't be a stranger. You can jump over on our Instagram at The Balance Theory. I'm very active in the DMs there. So reach out, say hi, let me know your thoughts. If you've done a big move overseas, feel free to also reach out. It's always nice to hear from people who've had similar experiences with such a big transition. But that's essentially my update. And this whole life experience has really birthed this concept in my mind of getting comfortable with doing nothing. So by virtue of being in a bit of limbo, I suppose, I've finished up a corporate role, which was predominantly nine to five. And that really gave me some good structure every single day. And I'm a very much a routine based person. So now that I am just working on my side hustles, which I really need to stop calling them that now because they are my full time gigs now, that transition is going to take some time. Finding that routine, that new normal is going to take some time. And then I'm going to move overseas and I'm going to have to find a new routine again. But my point is, I have all these additional pockets of time that I probably didn't have before because I was just filling it with my side hustle passions. And so, yes, of course, that's exciting. That means I can now have a look at what other passions I would like to explore, other skills or sports, anything like that I can, I would like to add on in my spare time. Now, this period in my life is reminding me a lot of when we first went into lockdown. A lot of the distractions were removed. Our routines were completely flipped. It was a big change to everyday life. And what this meant was people had a lot more pockets of time. And I'm sure a lot of you listening would resonate with me when I say there was an air of demotivation in that time. You didn't feel as productive because you weren't doing as much. We generally align our effectiveness with our output. And so for me, absolutely, the lack of routine meant that I wasn't doing as much stuff and I felt pretty useless. I felt pretty unproductive at a lot of points and I'm definitely starting to feel that again now. But I went away earlier this week. We went to visit a very good friend of ours in Newcastle and we only went for a 24 hour trip. But what we did was we literally played card games the whole time and he lives right on the beach. So we'd basically play a game, go to the water, come back, play games, go to the water for a swim, come back. And in the afternoon, I literally just walked around the rock pools and was like looking for shells. That's something I used to do all the time when I used to go to the beach with my family when I was younger. It's this childlike curiosity of just wandering and meandering with no agenda. I didn't have to be anywhere. I wasn't on a time restraint and I actually didn't have any purpose in doing what I was doing. I was just sort of going with the flow and observing what was around me. And that's when I started to think about this concept of getting comfortable with doing nothing and how that can be the ultimate form of self-care. I think it's such a shame that as we grow and become adults, we lose that ability or the time or just the space to daydream. I remember I used to do it all the time, especially at school, which I'm sure a lot of you zoned out a lot at school. But truthfully, like the concept of zoning out, I think is so important to our balance because it just gives your mind that space to do whatever it wants with no agenda. And so I want to ask you guys something. Hands up if you cram your weekly schedule. Hands up again if you said you would maintain some of the quietness or some of the hobbies you picked up during lockdown to really maintain that space and time for yourself, but you really haven't stuck to it. Sort of back to the hustle and bustle and the busyness of life. It's almost like lockdown didn't happen, which of course is a good thing. It's great to be back to normal, but 
I think if lockdown and, and that period of time taught us anything, it was how to make the most of a little bit of space and time. But I think it just serves as a nice reminder that for most of us, we feel like we always need to be doing something. This really brings out that idea that being unproductive or not doing anything is just a complete waste of your time. So I really wanted to utilize today's Monday Muse to share my thoughts on why we need to learn the art of doing nothing and why I think it's the ultimate form of self-care. Like if you seriously think about it, right? When do you actually ever do nothing? You just lie down with no music, with no TV show, not including going to sleep. Daydream on your balcony, just go for a stroll without a time limit or particular route in mind just to have some space with zero intention and just to be fully present. Now, I know for me, I get close when I do something like a meditation, but where I've realized I fall foul of this zero agenda policy, which I'm going to be talking about today, is essentially when I meditate, I still do guided meditations. And so it's generally like a manifestation meditation, a grounding meditation, a connecting with the breath meditation. There's always a an agenda. I never just sit there and observe and listen to my thoughts and feelings. But if you're listening and that is something you do, then I definitely think you would understand and appreciate getting comfortable with doing nothing. I think those forms of meditation are definitely along the road of what I'm referring to in today's Monday Muse, the no agenda policy. But for me, I've just had this realization that everything I do has an agenda and I do not have that space to do nothing, which of course means now that I've got all those pockets of time, I'm going to start feeling that guilt and it's going to make me very uncomfortable, especially as an A-type personality. So back to my little 24-hour getaway in Newcastle. It made me realize something. I was only away for 24 hours, but the fact that I was hardly on my phone and I just played games and wandered aimlessly on the sand and the rock pools, and that made me feel so rejuvenated, even though it was only 24 hours. I really started to think, I wonder if I can inject elements of this into everyday life or at least every week and feel that rejuvenation on an ongoing basis. And I realized what was so powerful about it was that I had no agenda. I was doing something with my time with basically zero intention. I wasn't trying to achieve anything or create any output or do anything. I was just there and It's a feeling I would love to feel on a day-to-day basis too. So when we talk about self-care, I personally believe there's three categories. There's self-care for your physical body. So that would be stuff like exercising, eating well and nourishing our body through foods and supplements, getting massages, recovery, those sorts of things. Then you've got self-care for your soul. And I love this one because that's where food comes straight in. This is where you're spending time with loved ones that just make you feel warm. That's kind of the soul self-care. And the third one is self-care for the mind. So that could be learning or reading or meditation or watching something that inspires you, for example. So do you have one for each? And there could actually be, and this is like, again, my productive brain talking, which is a little bit ironic, but you could have one activity like going for a walk with a friend that covers both your physical self-care and your soul self-care. Now I ask you this, and I I want you to reflect on those practices, even if you just have one in each of the areas or only one isolated, whatever it is, just the self-care practices that you engage in on a regular basis, whether it's daily or weekly, do they have an agenda? So for example, we work out to strengthen our body. We meditate to quiet the mind. We hang out with friends to have some fun. They all sort of have an agenda. But I think there's something really cool to be said about a self-care practice with no agenda. Almost like purposely creating space to literally just zone out. 
and do nothing and not feel bad about it. And the reason I'm encouraging you to think about how this might look like for you, whether it is, whether it is just sitting down and looking outside your window or just going for a walk on your lunch break and not really having a path to follow or if you live near a beach, maybe just walking along the rock pools and seeing what you find. I think reconnecting with that childlike curiosity and having that no agenda just reminds you of how almost brings you back to being a child and not having any adult concerns or worries. And it's such a really beautiful thing to feel. I Like I said before, I always remember daydreaming as a child, but as an adult, I hardly even have a moment to do my breathing. So of course, I'm not even going to daydream. I don't remember the last time I did. But I do want you to just have a little think about, do you have any pockets of time in your day where you could just zone out? If you commute, like get a train to work, instead of scrolling on Instagram or listening to your lectures, maybe you could just look out the window and observe and just let your mind get creative. Give it that space of time to just zone out. Even if it's only once a week, it doesn't really have to be every day, but it's just, I think, a small way to add a bit of balance into your life and start looking at self-care with a little bit of a different lens, which I think is really exciting. And who doesn't want to feel like a free little child with no concerns, even if it's just for 10 minutes? Quick little tangent I wanted to go down. Have you ever heard that all good ideas are made in the shower? Well, it turns out there's actually a little bit of science behind this. So cognitive scientist Scott Barry Kaufman reported that he did a multinational study and found that people reported more creative inspiration in their showers than they did at work. Why is this the case? Showers are a safe place that provide a dopamine high relaxed state and distracted mind, which essentially are factors that are ideal for the creativity and idea formation. So as a lot of you know, dopamine is critical to creativity and it's released only when we're relaxed. But on top of dopamine, let's stick with the shower example, showers provide a chance to be distracted and give you, as one of the Harvard researchers put it, a break you need to disengage from a fixation on the ineffective solution. So basically ideas need to marinate, bake and form before they move forward, right? So showers provide the time that that takes. So maybe your daily shower can be your no agenda activity for your self care. Maybe it's an aimless walk, as I said before, or just lying on your bed with your eyes open so you don't fall asleep because if you close your eyes, you're probably gonna fall asleep. I've done that so many times. And just let your mind take you somewhere. Whatever it is, I'm a firm believer that this will actually increase your productivity and your mood. Think about it. Most of us do not allow space during the rest of our day to let it wander and daydream. If I'm right, your day probably feels fully stuffed and fully crammed from the moment you wake up till the moment you go back to sleep. And mind you, this doesn't always mean it's stuffed with important or critical stuff either. Many of the times it's bombarded by advertisements or just next posts on our social media feed. And if you had the chance to listen to our previous Monday Muse, which was all about procrastination and how to make it work in your favor, you will recall that there's this concept of positive or good procrastination where delaying a task to a later stage where you're feeling more creative or more productive or whatever the emotional energy required is for that task is actually a positive thing. So these no agenda breaks or doing nothing could be something you do when you're trying to rejuvenate that mood or that energy level. And the reason I'm pointing this out is because no doubt many of you are thinking, okay, that sounds good, but I literally just can't do nothing. And it's so uncomfortable for me my mind just keeps racing, etc., etc. I hear you. But if we try and reframe here and we can see that, well, potentially taking that break, that mental break, that no agenda break is a way to boost your productivity or recharge your mind to then have that creativity or that energy to complete that task. 
then of course this is a great use of your time. And it really helps with those angsty feelings of I'm not doing anything or I'm wasting my time. So I really would encourage you to go back and listen to that Monday Muse. I'll pop a link to it in the show notes below. But basically, if you really struggle with downtime, feeling guilty that you're not working or studying, this is a big one for uni students. I remember being at uni and just feeling so guilty that I wasn't studying when I had moments of time because the more you do, the better, right? Wrong. You can utilize time to actually reset your energy, reset your creativity levels, and then come back to the task when you're feeling refreshed and recharged and give it 100%, whereas before you may have only been giving it 65, 70%. So definitely attempt to reframe if you are struggling to connect with the uh, idea of getting comfortable doing nothing. Still not convinced? I'm certain from my own experience that in doing this on a regular basis, something else really beautiful happens. When you give yourself this space on an ongoing basis, this no agenda space, and specifically it has to be no agenda space, you let things like emotions, thoughts, and feelings surface rather than be swept under the rug. Think about it. If every single thing you do in your day has an agenda and in the morning at work, you hand in something to your boss and you feel embarrassed because it wasn't good quality or you get negative feedback. If the rest of your day is then bombarded with agenda-driven tasks till the moment you go to sleep and then the moment you wake up the next day, again, agenda-driven tasks all day, you are going to be constantly distracted and not have time and space to process that embarrassment. And one of two things can happen. That embarrassment is going to resurface either at another point in time, later down the track where you again feel embarrassed over something else. Maybe it's a lot smaller, not really a big deal, but because you haven't already processed that embarrassment, it's going to feel a lot more intense that second time round, or it's going to resurface whenever you give yourself space or no agenda time next which for some people can be years and years down the track. So many people I've spoken to have had the experience where they've processed something for their, from their childhood only at a later stage in life. And obviously there can be a lot of psychological reasons why this specifically happens. But one of the reasons I truly believe this can occur is because people don't give themselves space on an ongoing basis for these things to resurface in their mind. And I really am a firm believer that emotions compound the longer we leave them. So if you were embarrassed yesterday and you don't process it, that embarrassment is just going to keep eating away at you. It's going to feel worse and more intense. Wouldn't you rather just deal with it there and then on the spot? So another way you could look at this no agenda time is if you've had a really emotionally taxing event, time in your life, episode, whatever it is, try and integrate the no agenda space and see what happens. That's more if you're not really vibing with the idea of doing it on a daily or weekly basis. Although I do think that's a good idea because often a lot of what goes on is in our subconscious, meaning we don't actually clearly see it. We don't actually consciously know it's there, but it is. And so if you do it regularly, I guess it allows and captures those things that are not at the forefront of your mind to surface. But you could also use this as a tool if things pop up in life that really throw you around a bit emotionally. So this is a short and sweet episode, guys, but basically I want you to have a think about something you can do that has no agenda. I've given you a couple examples. It could be that moment in the shower. It could just be an aimless walk. It could just be when you're cooking a recipe you've done hundreds and thousands of times, you don't need to think about it. You just have nothing on in the back of your head and you can just let yourself zone out and daydream. Whatever gets you into that daydream level, that's sort of what we're aiming for. Give yourself permission to not think be or do just exist and don't judge just be present and don't scrutinize thoughts feelings or emotions this is a way i think to bring balance to our mind through the changing tides of life 
If you guys have loved this episode or really connected with it and know somebody who will also benefit from a little bit of no agenda space in their life, forward it to them now. Knowledge is even better when we share it. So don't be shy to spread the love. And if you do love this episode, I would love it if you left a review or rating on Apple Podcasts. If you're tuning in on Spotify, the option is also there. If you click the top three dots in the top right-hand corner and on Apple, you can just scroll to the bottom of all the episodes and leave your thoughts and feelings there. As I mentioned earlier, if you have any requests for episodes, features, guests, content, courses, anything at all, now's the time I am in brainstorm mode. I'm filming a lot of episodes over the next few weeks, so getting really excited to share all of those with you and obviously keep you all in the loop about my move to Dubai. So stay tuned for that. I might um, have to do a little episode on that with my partner when we land, but I'll see how we go. All right, guys, that's it from me. I hope you have an awesome week and I'll see you all next week for another guest episode.